Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Paula Harris. Paula, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Excellent. Well, let's do this. Paula is the co-founder and principal of WH Cornerstone Investments. They're guiding widows with their financial lives. I'm excited to have you on. Paula, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. I would be happy to, George. Thank you. I am a, a wife, uh, an aunt, a daughter. I'm a, a connector, a community volunteer. I'm a business owner. And I am also a heart-centered financial advisor who has studied with Jack Canfield and I'm certified in the uh, Canfield methodology as well as a certified trainer in the success principles. And one of the exciting things is that a group of uh, us trainers um, actually are, have co-authored a book together called Life Lessons in Success, which is being published uh, next month. So very excited about that. I'm also the creator of Wisdom Wednesday. I have a, a YouTube channel where I talk about uh, my ponderings, positivity, and prayer. I'm married to my business partner, um, Bill Harris, and we have a wealth management business, WH Cornerstone Investments, as you mentioned before. Nice. I appreciate I appreciate all that. Um, how, how, how exciting on the book. What, what was the motivator there? Uh, well, you, you know, when you go through training with a group of people, there are about 50 of us and another maybe 15 trainers. There's such an energy and you want to get your message in the world. So, the, you know, the book is titled Life Lessons and Success. So a great way to get that message is to do it in a group. And it also kept the group together, a good portion of it, in order to continue to build those relationships and you know, get the message of, you know, personal responsibility and, and that each one of us has the opportunity to be successful in our lives. And we're out there training and teaching people how to do that. So it's a really exciting project. Yeah, I'm certainly going through a, a, a an experience with 50 people. And that's, I'm sure, obviously, it was extremely valuable. And, and you loved it. And you said, you know, what else can we be working on together? Uh, just out of curiosity, how, how how did the book actually come together? How many people actually wrote it kind of a thing? Or yep. Did everybody contribute a little bit? So 36 of us um, contributed and wrote a chapter each. <laughs> There's one woman who had the idea and she made it happen, uh, Angie Dabrowski. And she really, um, she kept us motivated moving forward, as you can imagine, getting 36 people to do Anything with deadlines <laughs> right. can be a bit challenging. And she kept us on task. And we had hoped it would be out last fall, which would have been a year from when we set the, the original goal, but uh, took about six months longer with, with people's schedules, with the, pa with the pandemic, mm. uh, things like that. But it's, it's really exciting. So we're in that marketing phase now, building excitement. And uh, it's, it's really fun. It's like, it's real. We're doing daily visualizations to see us, you know, going to go shoot for like a USA Today or a New York Times bestseller list. Um, so we're going to visualize it and hopefully that will happen. Uh, very, we got cool. one week to make it happen. Yeah. I love it. And tell yeah. me what, what a heart-centered financial advisor is. So it's really someone who, you know, I, I have a, I'm a, I would say I'm an empath. Uh, and I'm learning more about what that means, but I very much pick up on people's emotions and feelings and I can just connect with them on a deeper level. So 
our clients, you know, which tend to be midlife widows, they're hurting. They come to us, um, you know, needing some help. We also help folks, you know, before that, hopefully getting them prepared. So like really tuning in to where people are at and trying to meet them where they are, as opposed to this is our process. It's all about the numbers. You know, it's just about the spreadsheets. We really look at someone's whole life and try to integrate all that's happening. And so kind of an offshoot of, of the business is I've created these rise up communities, uh, helping women in transition. And a lot of them are geared around widows to get together. I've, I've run three retreats now, three weekend retreats, really trying to bring people together to help them work through transition, understand, you know, there's more that you're not all you are today that we, we can help you bridge that gap into hope and rebirth and reliving. Uh, and it's been, it's been really powerful um, coming from that heart centered space. Yeah. I can definitely see, see the value and, 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 and how that would be an incredibly powerful thing. Um, how did you know that you were, I, I, I've heard the term an empath before, but it just something you'll, that you'd always been keyed into. No, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was always keyed into it. I, I definitely f- can feel other people's emotions, but it was other people. It's actually a lot through my Canfo training that people would say to me, "Oh, you're you're an empath like me. You're an empath like hmm. um, we're empaths like so and so." And as I spent more time with people, you start to realize, like, they, they, you know, people just connect at a deeper level. They understand and and read people. Like I I can read people. I mean, I'm not perfect at it by any means, but it can just read people across a room. You know, one thing I did years ago was get trained in Reiki. Um, and one of the things you can learn is you can send Reiki across a room sort of by putting your hands over your heart. And I just naturally do that. I'm in large, you know, I've done training with Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield. And when someone's sharing a story, I can immediately just my hands go over their, my heart. You know, if someone's struggling, when someone just can't seem to find the words, I just immediately start sending them energy. And, you know, I, I believe it helps. Um, so I just, I see things when other people are like, just don't see or feel them. Nice. Yeah. And that's a skill that you can and develop and strengthen? I think we all have that ability if we tune into it. So one of the things um, that's been more, I've been tuning into more is my faith life. And I think when you have that connection to God um, and you tune in and you listen more and you slow your life down. I mean, one of the things about this pandemic is slowed my life down so I can hear more. I can see more. I can connect more to myself and to, to others that matter rather than just that running around, going from thing to thing and not, you know, not picking up on the signs. So I, I do believe you can tune in. I mean, there's lots of people out there that help you. I've discovered um, a guy named Joe, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm. who's, I mean, he's mind opening um, on, on the work that he does. And you just start to realize like, it's, it's within all of us. Most of us have just lived too busy of our lives and don't even know it's a possibility or never even heard about it. Yeah. Fascinating. When, 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 when you're open to learning new things, um, there's so much, so much out there to learn. So, yep. you know, funny, George, the title of my chapter in the book is um, something like when you're open to change, the teacher appears. Mm. Uh, and that's, you know, that that's where I was. And the teachers do just keep appearing. It's amazing. Like, you know, you and I appeared in each other's lives. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. So 
your work as 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 an advisor. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So I have the privilege of working with my husband, which is really neat. And we kind of divide our roles as me as people person and him as spreadsheet. <laughs> so we, he's spreadsheet guy, um, who does connect very well with people. But he, we are very um, much a, a great team and helping people sort of see different sides of things. You know, I often call myself the, the translator. I, I can take concept, complex subjects and make them easier for people to understand. I also, I pick up when, you know, when the person's just saying, uh-huh, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's reframe it. Uh, so I do a lot of the work I do is to, to create these communities, like I said, like Rise Up, helping create tools for people. We've got a bunch of tools out there. Um, one called prepare. So if a curveball, we call our, um, we call it curveball life planning, you know, being prepared if that curveball comes. And so we've got a, a workbook called prepare, you know, you get a diagnosis, you get a, you know, uh, it would work for divorce as well too, but something tragic's potentially going to happen. How do you get your affairs in order? We've got one called rebuild. Um, you know, the curveball is hit. How do you sort of get back on your feet, move forward? We've got, you know, things like after death checklists. We've got, we do, we, we had um, a wonderful woman that we talked to both about, Marsha Mantel, come and do some social security webinars for us to help widows understand the complexity of social security. And, you know, if you, you know, if you are, or I guess eligible or affected by the windfall elimination provision of the government pension offset, how do you deal with that? Um, when are you eligible? We've got you know Medicare guide. So we really try hard to create a lot of tools we, we to help others understand things um, in simple language. And then uh, Bill and I, we do a ton of training um, ourselves um, and just always investing in who we are professionally, but I think personally matters a lot too. Did you know that there's a lot of financial people that just do investments and they don't wade into this really tough stuff? Uh, yes, I'm <laughs> learning that, um, which is another reason it sets us apart. Right. It, it's, it's hard. It's messy. Yeah. You know, the first time, you know, you, you have a client cry, you know, it's like, what do you do? I mean, I went and got trained with a woman named Amy Florian on sort of how to deal with um, people and death. Um, that was really important to me because you want people to have their dignity. But we, we, we realized early on that if we were going to just chase the, retu the return of what we did for our clients, which we, we do investment management, you're only as good as your last month, quarter. You know, you're always about the uh, investment return. So I also do a, pro a part of a group of advisors called uh, Return on Life Advisors with Mitch Anthony and Steve Sandusky. And it's really money is a tool. And it's an important tool, but it's it's helping us just live the best life we can live. And so we try to make sure that we're giving our our clients a return on life as well as the return on on investments. So, yeah, it's it's not easy. It's uh, it's different. Yeah, well, I think it's it's obviously I think it's immensely valuable. It's yeah. easy to do and be a financial person when the markets go up and up and up. But what, when, when life throws those curveballs, which they are always coming, you know, if you haven't Correct. had one in a while, just, just wait, wait a little longer and it might be a pandemic or it might be that somebody dies or an illness. There's just a million different things that, that, that can happen. So how do you, how do you triage, I, I guess? So, I, I guess I'll just ask the question: How how do you handle when 
when when life throws those throws those curveballs. You know, there's sort of all different um, complexities. I mean, I remember one day looking out at uh, out our office door, which is that looks out at a doctor's office, and I saw a client getting in the back of an ambulance. Oof. And it was like, what? I mean, this guy was a triathlete, and uh, it was really hard to see that. And it was like, okay, you know, go into that mode of being calm. Um, you know, we got a call a couple of months ago, you know, from a daughter of a client. I hate to say it, I'm making the call that no one wants to make. My dad dropped dead this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, she called me at 11:30 in the morning, and was like, "Oh my word!" So it's just okay. You put on, you know, take that deep breath, get yourself centered, and say, "Okay, let's let's think about what's most critical in this moment. Do you need me to come be with you? You know, it's like, you know, yes or no. Okay, let's think about all the the, the phone calls you need to make. I mean, not normally we are not always that close, but you do have to just say, "Okay, you know, you lost your job." I mean, I remember we were in Sedona after a a conference and a client called and she's like, I just got laid off. It's like, okay, you know, again, how much cash do you have on hand? Mm-hmm. What do you, you know, you think through what are the most important things um, that you have, you know, gosh, sometimes people are in the middle of, you know, applying for mortgages, um, you know, like they're, they're trying to do their normal life things. It's like, okay, how do you get this wrapped up as quick as possible? How do you, um, you know, make sure, again, biggest thing is how do you have access to cash? And for widows, you know, we really try so hard on that prepare side is to make sure that people, you know, have the joint bank accounts, have the beneficiaries named, um, have your estate planning done. I mean, unfortunately, we've seen people, you know, in the pandemic have to go through pro- probate. That takes twice as long in a pandemic. Um, and when you don't have as much access to cash, it's not good. So it's really like, okay, was there life insurance? Okay, let's figure out who that person is that you need to call and let's call them together and get that paid out. Um, so you just, you know, you, you get really calm and you make lots of lists and you follow them. Yeah, that's okay. So get calm, at least as, as, as calm as we possibly yep. can. And you're in a, a, a unique and highly valuable situation uh, or position for your clients because you can help them. But if, if, if they're not working with an advisor, do you counsel people or would you counsel them to just find somebody who is a little bit removed from the situation to help them sort of step through this? Yeah, I think uh, especially, I think d- probably divorce and death, you want to have that trusted advisor, whether that's a paid professional or an objective friend, hmm. someone who doesn't want anything for, from you except for you to be the best version of you. They're not, you know, waiting to, for a payout or anything. But you're going to need an extra set of ears and eyes to accompany you to meetings, to be on phone calls, because when that when tragedy or that curveball happens, you typically cannot think straight. And for widows, especially, they talk about a fog. You, you get this brain fog that lasts sometimes a good year. Most people will say they don't remember the first year. So having people, um, we always recommend carrying a notebook with you. So you Hmm. write everything down as you hear it so you can reference back to that. You know, sometimes you might want to audio record a conversation or a meeting if if you have to go it alone. But definitely finding someone who just wants the best for you. Um, And sometimes that's family. Sometimes it's not. I mean, we've seen situations where, you know, clients, you know, younger clients, just they want what's best for mom, because ultimately, it's going to be what's best for them. Mm. Um, And that's a scary place to be uh, when you're really vulnerable. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I think that that's all really, really, really good, good things to be keeping in mind about how you might not, that's probably impossible to 
to think about or to understand how you're going to feel when something like this happens. Right. Um, and you're just not going to know. So doing those things and making sure that you have somebody who, who wants the best for you and there's not any external motivations or internal motivations um, other than to help you and um, just to make sure that, that, that you're getting through it. Um, well, George, may I add something please. to that? Yeah. I've had a couple of conversations recently. We, we were part of this once with, with a widowed client. Um, if a someone who uh, has sold a life insurance policy to someone requests that you have to come pick it up in person, that is not um, a, an ethical thing to do. Yeah. I would say, you you know, we I just talked to a widow recently, and it took like nine months for the the life insurance to be paid out, and the guy said you have to come by my office to get it. We had a client the same thing. We had and that same client had another guy said I'm coming over to your house. She said I want Bill and Paula with me. That's not right. No one, they should be able to mail you a check. That That's putting undue pressure on someone who's in a vulnerable position. So again, that's just really important. If something doesn't feel right, you got to go with your gut instinct because that, that's not a good thing. No, that's not a good thing at all. Um, nope. So you have a life insurance policy and let's just use an example that, that John and Stacy are married and Stacy passes away and there's a life insurance policy on Stacy. John calls the insurance agent or whoever it might be. The only answer should be, yes, I'll get you the check immediately. It should be mailed to John or ho- however that actually takes shape. And so if the agent or the representative is saying, no, you need to come into the office or I'm going to come deliver it in person, that's not that's not necessary and it's also not acceptable. I 100% agree. Got it. Yep. Especially because that person is vulnerable and often they're going to try to to sell a product mm. to that person. Got it. Keep in mind that potential motivation. So. Yep. Absolutely. Got it. Well, Paula, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, I would say, we, ne- we talked about this earlier, we never know when a curveball is going to hit your life. And each of us is 100% responsible for our actions during our lifetime. So give your loved ones the gift of preparedness. Get your affairs in order now. Be buttoned up so that when when a lot curveball comes, you're prepared. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. All right. Paul, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Sure. Our website is whcornerstone.com. And we're also found on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And and uh, my Paula, my Wisdom Wednesday on YouTube. You can find that too with Paula Harris. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Paula your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to whcornerstone.com. Com. Find them on social media and check out the Wisdom Wednesday on YouTube as well. Thanks again, Paul. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>